Hey, what's going on, everyone? What is cooking? It's script writer Steve. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecues Movies. Today is June 7th, 2022, and it is currently 12.38 a.m. in the morning. That's not 2 a.m. I'm not podcasting at 2 a.m. right now. It's a little early, right? It's a little early. But I'm still up early. I'm up late. Is it up late? Up early. I'm not sure what the correct term is. (laughs) I'm a little hyper right now because I got Gatorade right here next to me. And uh, I just got done sharpening some paper cutters. And you're wondering, what the hell are you doing sharpening paper cutters, Steve? Well... It's just one of the other things I do to pay the bills in Joe Biden's economy. Yep. My dad's company, um, he sharpens paper cutters and uh, I have, it's just one of the skills I have. I know how to make an awesome brisket. I know how to sharpen an awesome paper cutter blade. All right. And I know how to sharpen knives too. Just to let you know, my knives are extraordinarily sharp. And uh, you know, funny thing, movie guy Keone, he makes really great props, movie props, right? But his knives, they're not sharp at all. I have to go to his house and just sharpen all of his knives. I remember cooking a steak at his house and he put out a nice looking knife. It was a really beautiful knife that he made. And this thing is like, man, it might as well have been a spoon because I could have cut any beef with it. So anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, right? I must apologize. By the way, if you're wondering, my COVID symptoms have almost completely disappeared. I'm not coughing like heck anymore. I'm really not doing that anymore. Um, And it's great. It's really great. I think I only coughed once or twice today. And uh, so I think I'm at the end of it. You know, funny thing though, this Omicron virus, uh, it's either the BA21 or BA305. I'm not sure what the hell they're calling it now, but they're still stuck on Omicron. It's really, really, really contagious because you know, there's so many people that I know who has gotten Omicron. Now, I go to Top Gun, right, with my, I, I went to, by the way, I went to see Top Gun twice, right? I think I told you that. But I go there, go there with the first group, and uh, some of our, I think about one, two, three, about four of the guys, out of the eight guys, had gotten COVID <laughs> just in May. And, and they said, oh, I finally got them. And guess what? They're all doubly vaxxed, and they're all, oh, no, I think some of them are triply vaxxed. So they got the booster. And it still didn't make a difference. And I just found out today, my electrician came over. He, his whole family got COVID. And then my mom's, my mom's friend over there in uh, Texas, she got COVID. And she's like a hypochondriac, you know, without, washes her hands all the time. And then wears a mask, doubles mask, it, triples mask, it, you know, puts a hand sanitation lo- lotion on their, on their hands when they, before they drive. And doesn't want to shake hands with people. And she got COVID, right? So, so this thing is really, really contagious. And, and guess what I hear? Guess what I hear from Dr. Fauci and the NIH and the CDC? They're out there pushing this uh, a vaccine now for kids under five. Children under five. They said, you can go out and get your shots right now. We know for a fact that this is safe. How do you know that it's safe? I think it's being proven that it's actually really not safe. Do you know that early May, I didn't even know this. They didn't even release this in the news. But the Johnson & Johnson shot got put off the market because of blood clots. Get that. It's because of blood clots. And by the way, just to let you know, I know some people who are very young who got strokes right after they got their booster. Maybe about a month or three weeks after. That I find kind of weird. I don't think strokes are very common 
among 25-year-olds or 45-year-olds, right? Especially when they're in tip-top shape. I think it's so rare. I think you got some, you know, if you get a stroke at that young of an age, you, you really just got a, a lot of bad luck. But uh, And some people do have bad, not bad luck. But I've never heard so many people get strokes that are young, healthy, bikers. It's just really not the thing. Um, will I get the booster? Absolutely not. But get this. Now, there's a lot of nurse practitioners out there and doctors out there who are recommending that after you get, after you get, um, uh, I guess, infected with Omicron after you, re you recover, and, and then maybe about two or three months later, you go ahead and get the shot. Now, why do they say that? And, and I keep asking a lot of these doctors, right, why is that? And they said, well, it's because your immunity from COVID will wane after about three to four months, maybe maybe uh, four or six months after you got Omicron. And I ask, how do you know that? This is, well, there's been studies for that. Well, how do you know that? Because Omicron hasn't really been out for that long. Now, we know for a fact there's some people who got infected with Omicron and then they got infected with the, with the more contagious version of Omicron. But you know what? Most of them didn't even know they were sick. So apparently the antibodies within their body were working. You know for a fact that you can actually test positive for a virus and it does not affect you. For example, if you got chickenpox before, right? If you got chickenpox before and you, you come into contact with someone who has chickenpox and all of a sudden, you know, you, you, they test you on your skin for chickenpox. If they do a little swab and they'll say, well, you have the chickenpox virus on you. You're testing positive for chickenpox, but you don't get any bumps. You don't, you don't feel itchy. In fact, you get no symptoms of chickenpox because you are immune to it, but you still tested positive. And that's the same thing that's happening with Omicron, with, the, with the, a lot of the reinfection with Omicron. Oh yeah, you test positive, but because the antibodies and your T cells and B cells are actually doing their job, you're not getting sick, so you're asymptomatic, which means you're healthy. Why do you need to get vaccinated? Now, I asked the doctors this, right? And they looked at me in the eye and they told me, Steve, you're asking too many questions. Stop it. Stop asking questions. You know, and I don't understand that. Since when can't we ask questions about certain things, right? You know, my mom, before she was put on statins, right? She was put on statins. She said, and then she starts taking these statins because she has high cholesterol. And all of a sudden, she starts feeling funny. And then she says, you know, I'm going to stop it. And then, you know, she talks to the doctor. I don't feel good, you know, taking these statins. And they say, oh, you got to get your cholesterol down. And then we start reading that, well, you know, you know what? High cholesterol is pretty much okay. You know, there's really no such thing as good, bad, good or bad cholesterol like that. In fact, you need, when you take a statin, everything, all the cholesterol that is around your entire body, that drops. And that cholesterol is one of the building blocks that your body needs to transport nutrients, you know, throughout the entire body, throughout your entire brain. And all of a sudden you take a statin and it lowers it. And all of a sudden you wonder why you're grouchy. You wonder why you're getting backaches. You wonder why, oh, you know, you, you wonder why your, your liver may have some problems. You wonder why you have all these different types of things. Well, a lot of times it's because of the statin. And when, when you ask the doctor a question, is this right? Is this, are these side effects right? And they're saying, they look at you in the eye and say, stop asking questions. You know, we know for a fact, you know, we know better than you. And it seems as though doctors these days, and I hate to say it if you're a doctor, I'm sorry, that it seems to me that doctors, they're just prescribing drugs out there. They're like pushing drugs. 
you know, why can't we try a natural, like, like, like a, a natural way to heal the body? Right. And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. Right. And I do realize that the medical community can contribute a lot of things to our health out there. But a lot of times they're just about giving you drugs. And that's not the answer. That is not the answer. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? That, that idiot, Stephen Colbert, he got vaccinated four times, four freaking times. And then he got COVID. And then he takes <laughs> then he takes that COVID medication from Pfizer, I think, right? And then he tests negative because what happens is that that COVID medication has the, an HIV drug that suppresses the virus. And then he gets himself off, <laughs> off the medication and, and COVID comes back because like the HIV drugs, it's, it's no longer suppressing that virus. It's no longer suppressing COVID. And he tests positive again and he has even harsher symptoms. So... It looks as though Pfizer's anti-COVID medication didn't work. And why are you taking freaking medication for this? You know, my symptoms were not that bad. My father, he got it. His symptoms were not that bad. Now, now Pitmaster Keith, he started coughing a lot. And he said his ribs started to hurt because he started coughing so much. Now, he had it a little bit worse. But even then, no shortness of breath. He, was, he never felt as though he was in danger at all. And he was sick for, now, now let's get this straight. Um, he was sick for maybe about five or six days, but the cough lingered around for about 10, 14, maybe even 21 days. And I think just now is it coming to, I, I guess, coming to an end. And it's kind of like me. And I think a lot of it has to do because we're asthmatic, okay? It has nothing to do with COVID. And a lot of times when we got sick before, um, you know, me and Keith got sick because we both have asthma. That phlegm cough would always just linger. And I'm not sure if you folks had that phlegm cough where you have to spit every five seconds or spit every 10 seconds. It's freaking irritating. That hit me with this COVID. And that's the worst part about COVID. That is the worst part about COVID. But not, but not once did I feel or did anyone who I know who got COVID feel in danger for their life. Now, if I get COVID again, if I have a repeat, uh, I guess, case, I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> I, for the fact that, you know, I'll, I'll stay away from my grandmother who has Alzheimer's and, you know, basically, technically, she's on her deathbed because she's on hospice again. <laughs> my grandmother is funny, by the way. Just, just to go off on a little side road here, she's been on hospice like three times. Every time she goes on hospice, she lives longer. <laughs> I think she may, may be going, maybe like holding the record of the a patient who has come off hospice three or four times. I think she's on her third or fourth time, and uh, she's healthy. She's really, really healthy. But anyway, going back on to, going back on topic, you know, I won't go see my my grandmother uh, because she is on you know she she is on hospice, and you know she she may not have much longer to live, and you know COVID may do her in right. But any type of cold would maybe do her in. Even the common cold, the flu would do, do her in. Pneumonia would do her in. So if you're sick, I don't want to go see her. So it's not a COVID thing. It's just that if you are sick, stay home. That's a common sense thing. If you have the flu, if you have pneumonia, if you have anything out there and you don't feel good, if you, even if you have the common cold, just stay home. Don't go to work. It should have always been that way, right? But, you know, only now after COVID, people are actually doing that. <sighs> My brain, sometimes, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I'm going to go cut the commercial here. I can gather my thoughts and I will be right back. We'll start talking about a lot of things. Uh, hope, hope you guys hang around 
after these commercials, but uh, you know, I have a lot to talk about since I've not been podcasting for a bit, and I just got to get things off my chest, so stay tuned. Hey, what's going on everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out.com. Joe Biden, (laughs) Joe Biden, I don't understand this, 29% of Americans approve of Joe Biden's handling of inflation. Now, I realize 70% of Americans disapprove, but what is going on with these 29% of, of the population? I mean, really, people, it should be 0%. Who in the hell thinks Joe Biden is doing a good job with inflation right now? Get this, 51% of Democrats approve of Joe Biden's handling of the economy. (laughs) What? What? 51% of Democrats? This just tells you that Democrats are really not thinking right. I mean, I don't care what your party uh, affiliation is. Joe Biden, I think, is probably the worst president of all time. I mean, just when you think he can't do things worse, he just surprises the hell out of you. You know, it's so funny that when Steve Ducey, you know, asked, uh, I think, um, what was that girl's name? That, 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 new, that new lesbian, the black lesbian, right? Uh, uh, I guess, uh, press, press reporter, Karine Jean-Pierre or something like that. I think that's her name. Uh, he asked her, well, why can't Joe Biden, you know, you know, talk to us about inflation? And she answered, well, it's really hard to talk about inflation when he's getting ice cream. <laughs> now, that, that was an honest answer, but it, it just sounds so stupid. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, you know, when Joe Biden talks about the gas prices, he keeps men- mentioning this word that, we're transitioning into a new phase, a new economic phase. Now, he's never mentioned to any of us what we're transitioning to. Now, I have an idea that he's transitioning us into a green economy. Now, I'm not sure why they think they can do this because on the way to being a green, well, we're just going to get poorer and poorer and poorer. And I'm sorry, Joe, because you ruined my company, uh, Dream Weddings Hawaii, uh, you know, I can't really afford to go buy a Tesla or put like, you know, solar panels on my roof. And neither would I want to because I don't think it's very, very efficient. I don't want to drive somewhere and say, oh, it's time to charge my batteries now. And you know what? I have to wait around for three to four hours to get about 100 miles in my Tesla. That doesn't make any sense to me, really. And even if I just have to wait around 10 minutes or 20 minutes to get, you know, to charge up my Tesla or something like that, that's still too long. You know, when I go to fill up gas at Costco, and there's a, and right now there's a line. You know, I'm so impatient that, you know, if these people take five minutes, I'm like honking my horn sometimes. I'm saying, hurry up, let's get going. Let's get going. Like, you know, it's so simple to go. I mean, could you just imagine just waiting around 20 minutes just to get 100 miles? It's stupid. It's really, really, really dumb. And on top of that, get this. You know, there's going to be a food shortage too. So 
we're gonna have a gas shortage, food shortage, and now on top of that, I'm finding out that there's a popcorn shortage as well. So if you, you know, you want to see Top Gun, right, or you know another movie out there, there may be actually a a, a popcorn shortage out there. Isn't that nice? Isn't that really, really, really nice? And, and it seems as though the entire Biden administration is not lifting a finger to do anything about it. You know, we have under Joe, in Joe Biden's economy, and I guess what we're told is that the adults are in charge. This is what we're getting. This is not the problem of, this is not Trump's fault. Everything right now that, that we're living through is a result of Joe Biden's executive actions that he took right after he took office, right? You know, getting rid of the XL pipeline. And just to reiterate, how does that, how does that change everything? Well, the XL pipeline, that oil was never meant to come to America. That oil was meant, it was going to go, um, come from uh, Canada to go straight down to the Gulf of Mexico and then shipped over to Europe or Africa. And that would put, you know, um, North America on the map as one of the major suppliers of crude oil. Now that's that's really really good news, right? But so that would take Russia out of uh, out of the play of Europe because they'll be getting a lot of their gas from America and also from Canada because you, you Canada can't pump their oil. I guess you know, like I mean, they can't pump their oil from the from their ports because they don't have a big enough, I guess, port system like it, as they do in the Gulf of Mexico. You understand? So that was if you had all that gas over there being pumped out all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico, you have more of a supply and then you have more, uh, uh, I mean, it's cheaper gas. And on top of that, you know, Joe Biden, you know, he passed every executive decision to combat oil. So we have less refineries, less refining power. Um, uh, we, we, we're not allowed to drill in certain areas. And, uh, you know, right now, investors who want to drill in, in, in uh, certain areas that may have oil, they're pulling out because they don't like this administration. You know, a lot of times when you drill privately, you know, it, you, it requires private investment. And they don't want to drill privately and find out, hey, there is oil there. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris says, well, guess what? You can't pump there. Even, even though you've did explorational uh, type of you know, drilling there and you found oil, you can't pump. Too bad, we're going green. And that's why a lot of these, uh, that's why there's not a lot of new wells being, you know, uh, I guess being made right now. So that's a, that's a problem. So right now, United States is not energy independent and Biden is begging the Saudis to pump more oil. He's begging OPEC to pump more oil. <laughs> this right here is all of his own fault and everything touches oil and the price of diesel. Have you seen the price of diesel right now? Well, what type of car, what type of truck uses diesel? Well, it just happens to be all those semi-trucks, right? The ones that transport all of your goods. And this is how we get all of our goods across America, through trucks. And right now, it's a lot more to actually transport it from point A to point B. And it's not worth it. It's really, really not worth it. And again, that's all of Joe Biden's fault. So all of you people who voted for Joe Biden, you know... <laughs> and now you think that, oh, he's doing such a great job. What the hell are you smoking right now? Really, what the hell are you smoking? So, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting here right now and I'm just wondering, you know, there's going to be a food shortage now because, <laughs> you know, Ukraine and um, Ukraine and Russia, 
they're like the they're like another breadbasket of the entire world. I think Ukraine itself supplies twenty percent of the wheat to um, the entire world, and I think Russia also supplies close to that amount. Now, here's a, here's a really funny thing. Before, like long time ago, long time ago, there was actually a threat of a famine going on, but that that threat was actually actually diverted because. Uh, a person called Norman Borlaug, who was a scientist, created GMO technology. Well, he didn't really create, really create GMO technology. They were doing that well a long time before. But he figured out how to grow wheat uh, without much water. Now, that's incredible because now you can grow wheat where you, didn't have, where you couldn't grow wheat before, right? But guess, guess what? Because of the Democrats and their green anti-GMO movement, a lot of these third world countries only want to plant organic wheat now. So out goes the, um, the GMO wheat and in comes this organic wheat, which requires a lot more water, which they don't have. And that's why they're, they're going to have a wheat shortage right now. <laughs> Isn't that great? So basically your, your anti-GMO stance is helping to contribute to the, on, the, the upcoming famine that may actually appear on the horizon in the next couple months. Isn't that great, guys? Not very good. I don't think it's very good. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read some headlines here. So um, right now, gas prices are on the verge of doubling since Biden's first day in office. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that really great? <laughs> and inflation right now is at 8.5%, which is really, really high. But we know for a fact that prices of goods have gone up more than 8.5%. And there is a supply chain problem for a lot of goods. You know, when I, when I went to Target the other day, I tried to look for puppy um, pee pads, right? And I used these puppy pee pads, the extra large ones for my guinea pigs, uh, I guess, playpen. And uh, I'm looking for them, and they said they're all out. And they said they should be expecting some at the end of the month. And I asked, why aren't you getting it, you know, sooner? They said, well... There's just a supply chain problem on it. And they're very, very, you know, serious about it. They've been waiting for it in. You know, they said they may call me in when they get, get some in. But, you know, that's just crazy. Pup, puppy dog pee pads are part of the actual supply chain problem. Everything is. We got, you know, I mean, it's everything. Baby, baby formula. You know, I, I'm seeing a shortage of milk, popcorn. <laughs> and Joe Biden, get this. Joe Biden comes out there and says the economy is really, really strong, and that's why we're seeing a shortage of supply. Now, I've, I've never seen, you know, under Trump, the economy was extremely strong. It was really, 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 really strong. Don't let the, the Democrats, you know, fool you. The, the economy under Trump was incredible. And Dream Wedding Sway, my company, it was, do, it was on its way getting, um, you know, coming back from the Obama years. Under Obama, business wasn't too hot. It really, really wasn't. But under Trump, business and people had so much money and they were spending like two to three grand per client. And uh, under Obama, my clients were only charging, were only spending about 500 to $600. And a lot more people had a lot more money under Trump. Now, this was very, very true. And, and, um, and a lot of businesses, they were just expanding, hiring people. We had a very, very low unemployment and then COVID hit, right? And then the shutdowns hit. And then, and then after that, Joe Biden comes out and, he, and, and hits the economy. And then Joe Biden lies because he says, oh, he's, he created 8 point something million jobs. No, he didn't. We actually have less people than we did when, before COVID. So people went back to work, but not everyone went back to work. And, you know, 
the supply chain problem is not happening because Joe Biden created a really, really strong economy. Right now, you just don't have the skilled people who want to show up to work or they've actually moved on and, and they're into another field because Joe Biden you know, didn't let them go to work and they said, hey, you know what? I'm going to go, go work somewhere else. And that's what happened. You know, I'm, I don't want to drive a, a rig anymore. I'm going to go be a, I'm going to go be a, a web designer. Oh, I don't want to be, a, you know, working at Target anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to make pee pad, doggy pee pads anymore. I'm going to go try make, try my hand at doing some Etsy things and all that. And that's what happened. People just change a lot of careers. And even for me, I went back into screenwriting to go pay the bill. So, and now I'm, you know, sharpening paper cutters and everything like that. Right. And actually I'm going to be getting out of the wedding industry. I'm going into barbecue. So even I'm part of that, those people who transition, and maybe you are too, right? So that's what happened, you know, under Joe Biden's economy. That's what happens. So what do we do from, what do we do right here? What do we do right now? I mean, if, if the Republicans don't take back the House and the Senate, we're in for some trouble. I mean, because Joe Biden He's just going to have his way. Now, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to like, um, uh, you know, take control of the House and the Senate, but it, it will be really scary. But then uh, right now, the only thing we can do, to be honest, is vote Republican when it comes to, to the elections this year. We have to take back the House. We have to p- take back the Senate. We really, really do. You know, we can't let the Democrats have their way because if they continue to push through stupid legislation, you know, and... Because all they're going to care about is white supremacy and like LGBTQ crap and, and using the correct pronouns and on, on top of that, giving Ukraine money and, and keeping our borders open, right? You know, every single thing, you can, you can go down on the list and, and, and list every single um, bullet point of Joe Biden's quote-unquote accomplishments and they're all bad. They're not even accomplishments. Why don't we just say things that he's done, right? You know, for example, we'll start with Afghanistan. You know, what, what a great moment that was, right? <laughs> okay. Then we'll start with inflation, the price of gas, the price of unaffordable housing. Then you have like, you know, all of the cities around, around America. They're just basically turning to war zones. You have, um, he's out there saying, oh, you know, Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. And then what does Joe Biden want to do? He says, well, he wants to limit your free speech and he wants to limit your Second Amendment, your ability to actually buy guns. So he's actually destroying the First and Second Amendment. Oh, he also wants to limit, he also wants to turn over your health records to the WHO. So there goes your Fourth Amendment, your right to privacy. And, he, and then he just keeps pointing the finger to Donald Trump saying Donald Trump is a threat to democracy when it's actually Joe Biden and the Democrats who are threatening your democracy. You know, let's not forget, whenever the Democrats say something about Republicans and Donald Trump, they're just self-projecting because they're talking about themselves. You know, last time, last thing I remember, it wasn't a Republican that shut down tourism in Hawaii during COVID. It wasn't a Republican that shut down my company during COVID. It was a Democrat governor who shut it down in the name of COVID, which I just got in May, and it's nothing. It's really, really nothing. Now, for some people, it's bad, and it was proven if you're, if you're old and you have some pre-existing conditions, you may die. 
you know, won't be good for you, won't be very good. But if you're healthy or young, hey, you know what? Knock yourself out. Get it? Get some herd immunity to it. There's no need to get vaccinated, right? <sighs> I don't know, people. I don't know. Let's see here. I'm going to read some other articles here. Proud Boys charged with sedition in capital attack. You know what's really funny? The Proud Boys, they keep getting fingered as white supremacists. They're not. Do you know that the, the guy who um, actually runs Proud Boys is a black Puerto Rican or something like that? You know, And they're not a far-right group at all. You know how the Proud Boys started? They started out as a, what do they call that? A men go their own way group. They, they started out as this, as this men's fraternity who were just pissed off that, you know, women were throwing them under the bus, that the feminist movement, it was an anti-feminist movement. It was just basically a guy's club, right? And all of a sudden, you know, they got involved with, with the right because a lot of um, speakers who were showing up at these college campuses were getting harassed. So the Proud Boys showed up, you know, to protect them. That's it. And all of a sudden, and on, on top of that, oh, they showed up, um, they showed up, uh, they, they showed up in uh, in Charlottesville, and when the when those uh, BLM rioters showed up, well, they fought them. They fought them, and because they fought them, they got labeled as white supremacists. Now, they, uh, some of them showed up on January sixth, but what did they do? What did they do? Well, they just walked in into the Capitol. And if you see, they didn't break anything, by the way. They, didn't, they just walked in into the Capitol, took, a, took some selfies, didn't set anything on fire, you know, didn't, didn't go into um, places where they shouldn't be, and they walked out, and all of a sudden, they're getting charged with all these, you know, a, a crime here, a crime there, and, and they're getting held, into, held in jail. For what? And they're, getting, they're getting classified as domestic terrorism when they're not, you know. You know who are the domestic terrorists? It's Antifa and Black Lives Matter who went around the country, you know, killing cops, killing innocent people, burning down businesses, and those and those bastards are just running around right now. And this is Joe Biden's America. This is what happens when the quote unquote adults are in charge. The adults are very, very, very corrupt. By the way, Joe Biden says he wants to take away your guns. Take he wants to take away your assault rifle, right? Your assault rifle. And I have no idea what the hell an assault rifle is. And it says, oh, the AR-15 is an assault rifle because that's what A and R stand for, which is total BS because it doesn't. AR is a brand, all right? And, he's, and he labels the AR-15 as a weapon of war. Well, you know what? If you ever took the AR-15 into war, you would get outgunned like, like, nobody's, like nobody's business. Why don't, we, why don't we actually send the AR-15 over to Ukraine and see how well it performs against the Russians, right? We're not sending AR-15s because they're useless in war. They're completely useless, and it's not a very powerful round. There are way more powerful rifles than the AR-15. It just happens to be one of the most popular rifles out there. And by the way, if you're wondering, counting mass shootings, all right, and one person is too much to die from a gun, okay? The mass, you know, the mass shootings, everything, we all agree that's horrible. Maybe we can do some type of background checks or something like that. But, but let's just be honest here. The stats are as follows. There were only last year the, or the year before COVID, there was only 341 deaths from rifles. That's it. Most of the deaths in America that come from guns come from handguns, actual handguns. And most of those deaths coming from handguns are from rival gangs shooting each other. 
So if you want to get to the root of the problem, it's gangs. We got to get the gangs under control. And how do you get gangs under control? Number one, it starts with the family. And it starts with these kids who have no fathers, no fathers whatsoever, or bad fathers, bad parents. And you have to get them, you have to get the fathers involved with their kids' lives. You know, you have to get these kids off of the streets into mentorship programs and out of the gangs. They join the gangs, you know, looking for love, looking for acceptance, looking to belong. You know, they're just belonging to the wrong person, right? So that's, you know, you, if you nip that in the bud, but, you know, then, you know, you, you could solve the gun problem really quickly because there'll be less shootings. You know, gang, gangs, that's a big problem in America and it's getting worse, worse and worse and worse. Okay, <laughs> I'm going all over the place here, people. You know, I, I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about sometimes. You know, I've been, I, I had COVID. I just, re, I just, you know, I just recovered and a lot of, a lot of things to talk about, you know. But anyway, 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 by the way, <laughs> when is Elon Musk, you know, going to be taking over Twitter? You know, he keeps throwing in almost every excuse, uh, you know, every every excuse he can think of not to buy Twitter. I'm just wondering right now if he's actually going to buy Twitter. And, and you know, uh, um, Tesla, they're getting hit really, really hard right now. Uh, he, 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 he put out a statement saying that he's not very uh, comfortable with the direction of the economy right now. And he ended up laying off a pretty good amount of um, Tesla workers. And then Joe Biden comes out and says that, you know, uh, the, the economy is doing really, really great. Now, we all know that's BS, and Joe Biden knows nothing about economics. And on top of that, the people who advise him know nothing about economics, right? Who do you trust, an economic advisor or a person who actually uh, runs a business? <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I, I'll tell you a really funny story. I'm going to tell you a really funny story. So um, this is way, way back when I owned uh, another production company called Canoe Girl Productions. Now, Canoe Girl Productions was a company I started um, when I came back down from California and I wanted to still continue um, producing TV shows and commercials and everything like that. And this business called Canoe Girl Productions, uh, we, made, we did everything from web design, photography, video, and uh, we actually had two TV shows and we promoted concerts. It was a really, really fun, um, fun company to run. But uh, I remember uh, wanting to get a loan, an, an SBA loan from, a, um, I guess, from the government, right? And they said, okay, great. And they, they, took a look at our, they took a look at our financials and they said, you know, everything looks great. What do you want to do? They said, well, we want to buy new editing equipment. And back then, editing equipment cost like a, an arm and a leg, right? And they said, okay, this is great. You know, so how much do you need? They said, well, we probably need about, you know, 20 grand. I said, okay, 20 grand. Um, uh, where's your business plan? I says, okay, we'll write a business plan. And he says, no, what we want you to do is actually go to this program and, uh, and they'll write the business plan with you. And you work with this uh, economic advisor and uh, you'll have to pay for this though. And I said, wow, okay, like how, well, how much is it going to cost? And they says, well, after you th get through with their class, which takes about a month and a half, um, it'll cost you about 10 grand. <laughs> I said, well, so you want to loan me 20 grand and I got to spend 10 grand to listen to this economic advisor, you know, talk to me about business. I said, okay, okay. Well, who's this econ economic advisor? And um, they introduced us to this young girl there. 
And I said, what's this young girl like that? She's only about, like, you know, 18 years old. She says, yeah, she just, but she's really, really smart. Um, she's interning here. Um, she's, she's with the SBA company. And, uh, you know, she really knows her stuff. So I said, wait, what the hell? Like, we're going to be paying an intern $10,000. They said, no, you're, you're not really paying her. You're paying SBA, you know, some of the, the small business action center. And I was like, so we're paying SBA ten grand to have an intern, 18 years old, who knows nothing about business, to tell me how to run a business. And, this, and the guy just sat there and looked at me. And, and uh, he said, well, are you, do you want to do it or not? I said, absolutely not. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. And we ended up just, you know, using our cash to go buy the editing equipment. But that was just the dumbest thing at all. So it reminds me of when Joe Biden says he has economic advisors because you look at his economic advisor teams and they're dummies. They're dummies. None of them have ever run a business. And they're out there. They want to tell Elon Musk, you know, you know uh, how good the economy is. You know, they, Elon Musk should listen to those economic advisors. They've never owned even a lemonade stand, let, you know, let alone a public company that is on the cutting edge of EV technology, right? This is the government for you. This is the government for you. Anyway, I've been talking for 24 minutes right here, and uh, I better go to bed. Well, actually, what I want to do is want, I want to watch uh, season four of Stranger Things. I'm still working on that. And uh, that's about it for right now for my podcast. It was great talking to you folks. You know, you can tune in later on. And uh, I think the next podcast will be a lot more directed. I just want to talk. I just wanted to talk to you and get my voice out there and just let you know I'm still alive because I know I'm going AWOL for like a long periods of a time, right? Because I've just been so busy like doing everything. You know, my, you know, watching Top Gun, sharpening paper cutters, doing weddings. I'm sorry, people. But I'll try to podcast more. Talk to you soon. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.